Welcome to Non-Breaking Space. It's episode number five zero, so we're making it a bit special. This is an audio presentation from a team-up of sorts with the wonderful Sam Richard. Uh, he's the uh, UI architect at IBM. Uh, Sam and I had the privilege of speaking at South by Southwest. Our session was entitled, quote, Dramatic Readings of Infamous Bug Reports and Other Nerdy Things from the Web, end quote. So it's a rather mouthful title. So uh, we had a great time researching and debating what to put into uh, the show. So uh, so hopefully you enjoy it. Also, we have a surprise guest star at the end. Won't tell you who it is, but it's a professional voice actress. Yes, someone who gets paid money in the greater LA area uh, appears on this very episode and talks. Uh, so, um, so stick around for that. Uh, just some notes from the sponsors. Uh, if you haven't yet, there's still time to fly out and join Myself and the wonderful people um, that will make up CSS DevConf aboard the legendary Queen Mary for two days of insight into web development. Uh, check it out at cssdevconf.com. Also, if you can't fly out, uh, please consider joining us virtually at the SAS Summit. Uh, it's two days filled with wonderful sessions, and each one is recorded, so you can watch them whenever you want, as often as you want, and also the the but if you can make it live, that's great. You can ask questions directly to the speakers um, after, they, after they're done talking. So it's really great if you haven't done a virtual uh, seminar at uh, Environmental Humans yet. So, But check that one out at sassummit.com. And with that, uh, enjoy the show. Yay, number five oh. So this is uh, Dramatic Readings by Programmers of Bug Reports and Other Nerdy Things. Lots of nerdy things. Uh, I am Christopher Schmidt. I'm at Teleject on Twitter and most everything else online. I'm a web design book author. I wrote CSS Cookbook, designing web and mobile graphics, and uh, run one half of Environments for Humans. We do online and physical conferences for web, web designers and developers. And I'm uh, Sam Richard. I am Snugug on everything on the internet. Um, and I am the UI architect for uh, Watson's design group at IBM, doing all sorts of things beyond just competing on Jeopardy. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's other things to do besides compete on no, with a robot. Okay. No, there's not. Okay. Uh, so uh, welcome. Let's get started. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it kind of starts with uh, open source software and and how great it is. Right. It's just uh, it's a great thing uh, because it's code. It's source code for projects that we have. It's, uh, then we have programmers doing code updates, code patches, and then code suggestions, right? And it, it becomes a sharing of code. People are coding socially. And within that, that means it's sharing code within a community. And that community that makes open source software makes it so powerful, right? So, and with that, uh, when you have a community of coders sharing, uh, we can actually build and shape and improve our world far more quickly than ever before, right? And it's these community interactions that help us build a, a world that's faster than ever before thought possible, sometimes. right? Sometimes. Oh, yeah? Uh, sometimes, though, people and the real world get in the way of us actually being able to communicate and participate in communities like human beings, right. um, or just in general. Right. So take, for example, uh, this lovely little pull request into an SQL project. Right. 
Uh, let's get our finger puppets yeah, let's on. Let's get ready. Next finger puppet. Yeah. Go next. Go next. All right. Yeah. Go, go next. Go. Oh, jeez. All right. Hello, I'm Ben Davis, and I have a fix for issue number 11. Hi, I'm Fresh. I'll take a look at this later. Much later. Because I'm Ukrainian, and we're having a revolution right now. <laughs> Sorry. All right. What? Yeah, and uh, it's totally right. Like, people got in the way of code, right? That was crazy. <laughs> I had some serious people pulling into that code, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, all right, no worries. Take care. <laughs> and then other people got on the action, right? So we got this koala guy came out of nowhere. Like, I haven't seen him in wilds. In wilds here. Let's see, koala. I'll take zebra. I'm stealing giraffe. I take zebra. Go away, horse. <laughs> this, this, they got koala guy over here. It's like, it's like, like, like. Good luck with the revolution. I was like. I, I need one, yeah, that's right. Like, wishing good luck and safety to you, Fresh, for doing what we're too scared to do. Fight for you, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah, you freedom, man. You freedom. You freedom. You yeah. freedom. And that's pretty good, right? You know, people are like, oh, whoa, okay. You're kind of busy right now. Like, take your time that you need to do that, right? But not all of it was fun. <laughs> it wasn't so fun. Right. On which side are you fighting? Independence from the EU, best of luck then, and be safe. If you win, come to Germany and teach us how to be a sovereign, proud nation with self-confidence. <laughs> or this next one. Here in Finland, men would like to exchange EU with you. But if you give us Russia in exchange, that's a no deal. <laughs> Nothing against Russia, or the EU, for that matter. But keeping them on their own side of the border was worth a fight, or sorry, was a worth fighting for. I look forward to new doctrine in the Ukraine. All right. So we've gone from like coat patches to uh, international foreign policy swap meet. Right? Yeah. That's totally how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. Totally how it works. <laughs> it's just like, hey, President, could we uh, check out GitHub for a little bit? Yeah. See what's going on over there? Yeah. See what I'd like to issue a pull request for, for Russia instead of the EU. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Right. Uh, and then you get to some really fantastic ones. Yeah. Guys, all who wishing luck, fight for freedom. And all that bullshit, most of you have absolutely no idea what's going on. Except for the brainwashing your TV channels show you. And your comments, they look silly. I'm really sorry for Ukraine, because I have a lot of relatives there. But the only my wish, the only my wish, <laughs> for the people living there, Fuck the revolution, fuck the government, and make peace. <laughs> I mean, like, we, he just comes out and says what he says, right? Seriously. And then we get my favorite. <laughs> FYI, <laughs> probably cost you more time to actually comment on this pull request multiple times than it is to actually press a merge button snarky gif. <laughs> Right. So, so this is our internet, right? It's, uh, it's our virtual home. Uh, it has good and the bad. And uh, we can oppose changes, uh, positive changes, by making sure that we are 
putting positive words and messages into what we're doing, actually like and doing that. Or we could just forget about that and just put stupid stuff that we that Puppets hurts other people. On yeah. South by yeah. yeah. So exactly. So yeah. So really surprised. Let's talk about being a good net citizen. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all about like understanding what you uh, just yeah knowing what you need to know uh, to be a good net citizen online. And so uh, one one of the things is to uh, look before you leap, right? And uh, it's also kind of corollary. It's like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like, so it's open source software, right? So when you're out there and you have a problem to solve, just do a Google search or GitHub search to see if someone's already created the solution for you. And that goes with us as well as that. If someone, if you find a piece of software, it's buggy, go to the issue threads and see if someone has already submitted an issue thread. So, so here's a piece of code here. Uh, it's a magic module. Uh, actually, you, uh, you actually worked on this. I right. did, yeah. and um, Ian, who is in the front row, right. wave your hand, Ian. Uh, that is I am Carico. So when you see us doing that, imagine him. Yeah. Uh, so this is well, it's you. Imagine yeah. you. Uh, so this is a module. This is your life. <laughs> this is your life. So this is a module that uh, we worked on in Drupal. Drupal being a PHP-based CMS uh, that takes a lot of some advanced uh, theme work that some of the more advanced Drupal themes are doing and kind of packages all up into a module for everyone to be able to use. Things like removing module CSS files that you don't want, moving right. JavaScript to the footer. Right. Uh, yeah. Sounds like a good module for front-end developers, right? Yeah, it, it works pretty well. Yeah. But uh, someone submitted a, uh, a problem with, with it, right? Uh, I love this module, but a request. I love this module, but a request. Please remove that annoying GIF animation from the project page. It's kind of ugly, but I love this module. All right. And then, so and then Ian comes along. This is you, Ian. This is you right here, right? This is your life. This is your life. Status closed. Works as designed. Please see issue two two six nine zero four nine colon fix project page. So, so like. So basically, it was the issue beforehand, right? So what is the issue that they're having a problem with, Sam? Well, so as part of the magic module, we demand to be taken seriously. And there's no better way to be taken seriously than GIFs on the internet. We obviously have Shia LaBeouf going, <laughs> and Joe performing his illusions. Illusions, not tricks, because tricks are what whores do for money. <laughs> And if you don't get that joke, I'm sorry, it's from Arrested Development. You should all go watch Arrested Development. Um, <laughs> People are really pissed off about illusionists and magic magicians. And I know, this crowd, right? <laughs> It's like, oh, man, we make sure we get that out there before we yeah. continue. Uh, so that previous issue uh, actually looked a little bit something like this. Okay. Fix project page. Fix your project page. The illustrations aren't funny. Hmm. Like, Status, close, works as designed. Here at the magic module, we strive to provide a little magic for the front end and to people's lives. So, no. <laughs> Status, active. You expect Drupal and its modules to be at some level. I'm trying to improve it. There is no room for spammy content. Hmm. Oh. Status works closed, works as designed. This, the maintainers of this module are just having a little fun, and this graphic does not decrease the quality of this module. As maintainers, we have this right, as long as it does not violate Drupal's code of conduct 
or other policies. Yeah. Everyone in this issue needs a hug, including me. Oh. And scene. Sorry. <laughs> and then, what, go ahead. No, after you. Okay. And our, our next tip that you want to do is uh, avoid ranting. Uh, this is what you look like when you rant online. Yeah. A thousand screaming Nicolas Cage heads. That's right. Don't be one of the thousand screaming Nicolas Cage heads. Yes. So this is an issue. Yeah. <laughs> so. For the, the Compass Project, which is a framework for SaaS. Right. Why your software is such a piece of fucking shit, I don't even. Ugh. Sorry I get into all sorts of stupid issues with your shit but I am obligated to use Compass since clients used it in the past. Fucking issues with SAS slash Compass, rare dependency, hell, SUSI, breakpoint module issues, horrible traces, which don't allow me to solve anything with put. Anything. Anything with put. Whatever. Crips, Epstein, I don't want any support. Just wanted to relieve myself here. Now, Chris Epstein, being as fabulous as he is, responds, if you want support, put your emotions away and act like a grown-up. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh. And that's really all we want. Right. Before you file a ranty issue or yell at someone and accuse them for being a terrible human being, just take a breath. Just take a breath. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, so far, we've covered look before you leap. Uh, and avoid ranting. Number three, beware of trolls. Beware of trolls. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Nicole Sullivan, who's a, just a CSS guru and uh, kind of pioneered uh, object-oriented CSS, uh, she did a, a great presentation uh, called uh, Don't Feed the Trolls. It's about 13 minutes long. I, we're not going to play it right now, but uh, uh, it's really great just how she goes about how she explains that going through her personal strug struggles as someone who's an introvert, and in Chai, how to deal with uh, dealing with these negative people, or these vampires, I guess, if you will, online. And so it's a really great thing about how you want to deal with that. And, so, and, and also, you want to make sure that you're aware that you're being trolled, right? That's like the big key thing, right? You don't want to just go blindly into it. And so, yeah. so you really want to uh, uh, show you this example. This is a really classic one. Uh, Sam showed this to me uh, last year, and I was just like, I, I fell in love with it. So, so this is from uh, Bash.org, which is a collection of fantastic conversations on IRC. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you type in your password, it'll show as stars. Star, 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 star. See? Hunter 2, it doesn't look like stars to me. Star, 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 star. That's what I see. Oh, really? Absolutely. You can go Hunter 2 by Hunter 2-ing Hunter 2. <laughs> Does that look funny to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, when you type Hunter 2, it shows to us as stars. <laughs> That's neat. I didn't know IRC could do that. Yep. No matter how many times you type Hunter 2, it will show to us as stars. Awesome. Hey, wait a minute. How do you know my password? Er, <laughs> uh, I just copied your stars. And I... <laughs> awesome. So we have to go through that whole animation. Yeah, video. we got to go through the whole thing. I just copied your stars, so it shows to you as Hunter 2. Okay. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. Okay. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's either this talk or indigestion. I hope it's the indigestion. What's that? It will get better in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> now I realize television has a one major advantage over a live television show or a live stage show. What's that? Television you can turn off. Oh. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's still going on. Okay, there you go. We got that one. All right, that was great. So look before you leap. Avoid ranting. Uh, beware of trolls. Number four. Not everyone's a mind reader. Uh, with this, it's sort of like uh, when you come into a conversation, not everyone, like the early in the beginning, like no, not everyone knew that a programmer who uh, submits code on uh, GitHub was a uh, geopolitical expert who's giving advice, right? So, um, so actually, this is also like when you write code, you want to comment out your code so that even like someone who is working on a project a year from now or two years from now, five years from now, they can come up and see what you're trying to do with your code. Uh, this is also uh, uh, true if you're working with a team. Like you just want to know, tell your teammate, hey, this is what I did today, and you check it in to, uh, to GitHub or whatnot. So this is a really great uh, piece of code. Uh, Photoshop has been around for 25 years, had a lot of legacy with it, right? A uh, lot. Legacy crud. And so someone um, about five years ago, actually about six years ago, actually 2009, uh, wrote an application for Mac OS, uh, OS, and uh, it was actually kind of like a, a preview uh, image viewer, if you will, but it was a little bit more robust than Mac had at the time, and that it actually uh, supported uh, previews for PSD file formats. And so he wrote this code, put it in Google Code, it's now a GitHub, and so he actually left this comment in here, and so I'm going to go read it to you. So, <laughs> so at this point, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'd like to take a moment to speak to you about the Adobe PSD format. PSD is not a good format. PSD is not even a bad format. Calling it such would be an insult to other bad formats, such as PCX or JPEG. No! PCD, PSD is an abysmal format. Having worked on this code for several weeks now, my hate for PSD has grown to a raging fire that burns with the fierce passion of a million suns. If there are two ways of doing something, PSD will do both in different places. It will then make up three more ways. No sane human would ever think of and do those two. PSD makes inconsistency in art form. Why? For instance, did it suddenly decide that these particular chunks should be aligned to four bytes and that this alignment should not be included in the size? Other chunks in other places are either unaligned, aligned with the alignment included in the signs. Here, though, it is not included. Either one of these three behaviors would be fine, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. A sane format would pick one. PSD, of course, uses all three and more. Trying to get data out of a PSD file is like trying to find something in the attic of your eccentric old uncle who died in a fresh, freak, freshwater shark attack on his 58th birthday. That last detail may not be important for the purposes of this simile. But at this point, I am spending a lot of time managing musing fates for the people responsible for this Rube Goldberg of a file format. 
Earlier, I tried to get a hold of the latest specs for the PSP file format. To do this, I had to apply to them for permission to apply to them to then consider them, consider sending me the sacred tome. This would have involved me faxing them a copy of some document or other, probably signed in blood. I could only imagine that he make this process so difficult that they are intensely ashamed of having created this abomination. I was naturally not gullible enough to go through with this procedure, but if I had done so, I would have printed out every single page of that spec and set them all on fire. What within my power, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would gather every single copy of those specs and launch them on a spaceship directly into the sun. PSD is not my favorite file format. <laughs> and see. <Yes>. So, <laughs> so the moral of the story really is, is comment your code. But more than just commenting your code, uh, don't assume people are going to come into your projects with the same base level of knowledge that you do. Make sure that your instructions uh, and your ways of reasoning, um, if not uh, obvious, or don't assume that they're obvious, I should say, make sure that they're documented. Make sure that they're um, easy to get to. Maybe make sure they're easily accessible. Um, and really, if you can, try and be consistent. Uh, the worst thing in the world is being inconsistent within a project. Right. Uh, it'll just mess everyone up. Yeah. All right, uh, recap. Look before you leap. Avoid ranting. Beware trolls. Not everyone's a mind reader. Right. Next one is a leave yak shaving to the yaks. Now, yak shaving, uh, similar sometimes called bike shedding, is the process of focusing on inconsequential bits uh, instead of talking about that can tend to hamper discussion instead of uh, the larger things that actually get us towards our goal. Like, think trying to argue over what color you should paint a bike shed before you've figured out how to build a bike shed. Um, that's pretty much the idea that we have here. Right. So this, I'm just going to take a look at this, this one project here. This is uh, called Awesome Pleats. Anyone know about it? Awesome Pleat? Uh, it's, it's an auto-completer. It's a JavaScript auto-completer. Uh, there's no uh, dependencies, so you don't need jQuery. You don't need anything else. Like you just you just use it right as is, and so you just give it a list of uh, variables, uh, kind of through v, uh, HTML, and it'll actually just you know be an awesome autocomplete. It'll actually pull those values for the autocomplete from the HTML that you give it, and uh, it's pretty cool. So um, so this has been up for it's not it's a pretty new tool, right? I think yeah. right, recently. Uh, so it actually already has some issue requests in it, and so uh, so here's one list of programming languages does not only contain programming languages. This is the list I'm talking about here. Ruby on Rails, for instance, is a framework, but Ruby is a programming language. I understand that this list is only here for the purposes of the demo, and that this is not a real issue, but I just think it would be good to fix it. I came here to submit a PR about that. Glad I'm not the only one that noticed that. Well, if the author doesn't even care, rocket ship emoji! <laughs> what was that again? Rocket ship emoji! Cool. What was that again? Okay. Rocket ship <laughs> emoji. <laughs> right. And so uh, Leah Rue uh, responded, me roll eyes. This kind of OCD-like behavior also reminds me of, well, actually, 
I completely agree with Fly Gen Rig. It's a demo. Its purpose is not to teach what programming languages are, but to offer various samples of strings. However, if it bothers you that much, I wouldn't object to a pull request that changes pick a programming language label to something that also encompasses frameworks as well. Perhaps what do you code in or something? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds, sounds reasonable. You know what? Yeah. We're kind of really terrible at this voice acting thing, aren't we? Yeah, we're sucks, yeah. <laughs> we're pretty bad. And so uh <laughs> We're we're actually so bad. How bad are you? Yeah. We're so bad that when we were practicing oh, yeah. this weekend, yeah. someone actually came up to us and gave us their card um, yeah. and suggested that if we needed professional voice actors, what we could do is we could call them and they would find them for us, even if we needed Spanish. If right. we needed Spanish, they had us covered, yeah. too. Exactly. So, uh, so there's two things to take away from that story. One, we were really bad. And two, we actually practiced this. So that's the other thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. We, we should, probably should have hired a professional. Right, we should. And. Oh, uh, so. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the host of JV, JV Club podcast, uh, guest uh, voice on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and the voice of Cora and Legend of the Cora, the very talented. Janet Varney. Janet Varney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my, my mic. Got it. Yeah. Oh, she got I can't right believe someone did that to you guys. That, yeah, that actually happened. You guys are in a lot of trouble. Okay. And so, uh, should we explain what well actually is beforehand? or? No, I think well actually will well, explain well okay. actually. Okay. So, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Well actually, why you are not getting laid. As software developers, we develop habits that allow us to build products that work and do not fail under stress. We learn how to avoid software problems, and we sharpen our skills to find logic errors. As we mature as developers, finding logic errors and incomplete solutions becomes our way of life. It defines us. But our engineering strength is also our social weakness. Countless times as engineers, you will find yourself interrupting someone telling a story, an anecdote or a joke, to correct a false assumption, provide an extra fact that the narrator overlooked, give a bigger perspective on the problem, or point out that the joke premise is actually flawed. You can identify this behavior because the person interrupting usually starts with a phrase, uh, well, actually, well, actually, the well, actually crowd wants as much as everyone else to participate in the conversation. They want to be loved. But instead of rolling with the punches and participating in a brainstorm of ideas and exploding humor, they contribute interruptions, facts, and details that merely produce stop energy on an ongoing discussion. They turn the center of attention towards them. If you're a sagacious, well-actualista, you need to understand that you are not outwitting anyone. It takes more intelligence to build a joke, tell a funny anecdote, or narrate a gripping story than it takes to nitpick. You're not impressing anyone with your hard-earned encyclopedic knowledge that you obtain by spending hours on the internet. You're just making everyone around you realize that you're as much fun to have lunch with as a flaming turd in a bag. <laughs> While being technically correct is the best kind of correct, what you don't realize is that while you enjoy the triumph of your, well, actually, everyone around you is secretly hoping that you choke on a bucket of cocks. <laughs> oh, man. That was fabulous. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. 
So what we learned today, one, we learned that look before you leap, avoid ranting, beware of trolls, not everyone's a mind reader, leave yak shaving to the yaks, and uh, leave voice acting to the professionals. Yes, most certainly that last one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, now what we want is we want everyone or a few select individuals to, to get in on this action and help us act out our very last dramatic reading. Who wants to help us? One, done, two, done. Come on down. First two hands I saw. We can have two more people. Read player one and player two. No, actually, so, it's, it's really for, for two people. Yeah, but they can do person one and person two. Okay, they can do the one, intro. Okay. So the setup here is, uh, this comes from a bodybuilding website and a conversation that happened in a forum on a bodybuilding website. Person one, who is the person who started this thread. If I go every other day... Or if ever I if I go every other day, will I be at the gym four to five times a week? Is that overtraining? I typically work out for sixty to ninety minutes. I push myself and raise the weight each week. A full body workout three times per week is plenty. Each workout shouldn't take more than forty-five minutes to an hour and a quarter. That makes no sense. There are only seven days in a week. If you go every other day, that is three point five times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, that's four days. How do you go 3.5 times? Do a half workout or something? LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Seven times in two weeks equals 3.5 times a week, genius. And yeah, three times a week, full body workouts are good. I never said anything about going exactly seven times. Like I said... If I go every other day, that is four days a week. How hard is that to comprehend? Week one, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Week two, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Eight days in two weeks. In your terms, 8x in two weeks equals four times a week. Genius. All muscle and no brains. LOL. You double counted Sunday, that is two weeks plus one day. Did you fail grade two math? Question mark. Plus your old post said four or five times a week. Now you just neglect to mention the five. Grow up and admit when you were wrong. Believe me when you get a lot further in life this way. Are you stupid? Maybe you should look at a calendar. I didn't double count Sunday. My two weeks started and ended on Sunday. Exactly 14 days. What don't you understand? Edit. Here is a calendar. I made little dots for each day so you could comprehend. I love how her voices have just like been changing throughout this whole thing. I should go. I should go full on Napoleon Dynamite, dude. That is 15 days. Are you effing mental? You can't have a week go Sunday through Saturday, then Sunday through Sunday. Look at the damn pic you posted. Count the days and do the equal. 15. Kids these days. I was right. 3.5 times a week, and so was the first guy to post it. And you, my bright friend, are El Rongo. (laughs) It's 14 days. Try again. Maybe you should try counting on your fingers. If you work out on the 8th, you wouldn't start counting the days until the 9th, because that is one day. Then the 10th would be two days. And so on, until you get to the 22nd, which is 14 days. Why don't you keep going? I'm enjoying puppetry. Enjoying puppetry? Yeah. days. How many days in two weeks, moron? 14. I'm saying you train seven times in two weeks, which in other terms is 3.5x a week. I cannot believe I have to type three replies for you to get this. 
Here, idiot, read this. Sun on mun, twos on wed, thurs on fry, sat on sun, mun on twos, weds on thurs, fry on sat, sun on mun, twos on wens, thurs on fry, sat on sun, mun on twos, went on thurs, fry on sat. You tell me how that works out. I see 3x one week, then 4x the next, which equals 7 in two weeks. In case you forgot, one week is Sunday to Saturday, not Sunday to Sunday. That's eight days, moron. <laughs> For me to get this, you are the one who is not getting it. It's simple. Just look at the calendar and count the days. There are seven days in one week. If you work out every other day, you work out four days a week. How hard is that to fucking comprehend? I'll do it out in weeks and four weeks for you. Maybe that'll make more sense. Week one, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Week two, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Week three, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday. Week four, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. Week five, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Week six, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. No matter how you look at it, if you work out every other day, you work out four times a week. A week is Sunday-Sunday. I think you just don't know how to count. It's all right. I won't tell anyone. No. Sunday to Saturday is only six days. Do you have six days a week where you live? Yes, you work out four X the first week, then three the next. I'm right, you're an effing moron. <laughs> so for context, that was pared down. This is five pages of amazing. this. I can't believe this really happened. They, so they start to get into this concept of what a real week is versus a fake week. And the conversation devolves into a real week is Sunday through Saturday, but they don't count every other day when they get to that end. They're only concerned with real weeks, not these fake actual weeks that we live in. It's fabulous. The link's on there. I super recommend you go read the whole thing. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah.